Hey, detailers. Podcast sponsor Joe here from Autofiber Australia. As pro detailers, we are all about using the highest quality products for our customers when it comes to compounds, chemicals, and ceramic coatings. But what about microfiber? Are you using cheap towels that get used once and then tossed into the bin? You need to try out our amazing Autofiber range of microfiber. Seriously, it is the best stuff going around. Use our exclusive podcast code 15DDUP and get 15% off when you purchase any of our premium Korean or Chinese made microfiber. We have a wide range of products that are tailor made to last a long haul so you get the best value for money and your customers will appreciate it. Go to autofiber.com.au or find us on Instagram to make your purchase and check out our range. Now back to the podcast. Welcome to the Detailing Down Under podcast, the place for everything auto detailing in Australia right now. Here's your host, Dale Guthrie. G'day and welcome to the Detailing Down Under podcast. I'm your host, Dale Guthrie. Back again, back into it. Um, going really well, as I always say. Um, so yeah, probably one thing I did mention off the last episode that yeah, I don't um, probably promote what we do and ask for likes and shares too much. So, but yeah, if you are into that, and um, I know some people do with stories and tags and stuff, which is pretty cool. So that's good. Um, yeah, if you know anyone detailing or anyone that's into cars, maybe shout them out and. Um, say give us a listen and um tell us what we're all about then and um yeah that'd be handy so but i don't really push it too much so um like we'll say we're in a sort of niche market so i don't focus too big on numbers but um that's what i didn't get into the game for anyway but it's um it's good but it's going well and um the continuing the quality so also um i will make mention again that we do have the merch so that's been uh ticking along well and um getting rid of a few shirts so that's good and um thanks for everyone's support who's been buying them as well which is even better so um it's good that yeah a lot i know other details and everyone does merch which is pretty cool to to get your brand out so that's just another way of promoting what we do here and um it's good so but um i've tried i thought i'd uh we've been talking to this bloke for a while and we finally teed it teed it up um no fault of anyone's we just sort of i just sort of mix up what we do every week every fortnight pretty much so and uh going back to adelaide so keeping it in the in the great state of south australia so like to welcome uh brad from flawless finish detail in adelaide how you go mate g'day mate how are you very good so we we finally got it happening yeah <laughs> finally finally yeah, yeah we're uh yeah i'm hard to catch and uh yeah, we had a few things on today, so we are on a weekend. So yeah, yeah, I, I record whenever, really. So yeah, yeah, hey, no shame in having a busy weekend. Yeah, it is like that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> on, a, on a Sunday, Sunday night, Arvo. So it's uh, it's good. But yeah. how's uh, how's Adelaide? You pretty it's, ordinary uh, weather up there. Look, uh, yeah, look, it's Adelaide. I mean, Adelaide weather's sort of been like um, it's been like Melbourne this last week or two. It's been you know, it'll be sunny one second, then it'll be, you know, pissing with rain. I think one like, a couple of Wednesdays ago we had 40 mil come down mm. and apparently a hail warning. So everyone started freaking out again. And <laughs> you know, like Adelaide people do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Adelaide's sort of Adelaide. If you've been here once, you can pretty well see it all. It is a small town, like a lot of people tend to say. 
Yeah. So big uh, country yeah. town, I reckon it is. It's I don't well, mind it yeah, actually. It's like Murray Bridge, but on a bigger scale, pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, it's very good. So we'll um we'll get into it. So we'll probably backdate. How did uh, flawless finish? Where did that all start from? So I. Um, much like, so I was listening to the episode, uh, earlier today with Jason DiCarlo and, um, in the first probably five minutes, I actually heard some very similar things between him and I. So I actually started out as a, as a diesel mechanic by trade. Oh, yeah. Um, so pretty well from, yeah, oh, shit, when I left school in 2014, you know, I come from a trucking family and, you know, my, my old man and my brothers have always been earth workers, diesel mechanics or truck drivers. So I sort of, you know, played around with you know, a combination of the three and then fell into being a mechanic and got into sort of fixing trucks rather than driving them. And then, yeah, I sort of just along the way found myself into some cars and just loved keeping me cars clean. My, my old man always used to say to me, mate, you clean that thing that often, you're going to take the fucking pain off of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I haven't changed. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, so I think I, I originally started up Flawless Finish in... I'm going to say the tire about, oh, about mid 2019, I reckon mid 2019. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of did it on the side and on me weekends while I was still a diesel mechanic and, you know, going to work every day, fixing trucks. And I did it oh, after work or I'd get cars over during the week and chip away at them each night and all that sort of drama. So how'd yeah, you, um, how did you know what to do? Were you, you just self-taught yourself again? Yeah, pretty like most well, of us. Mate. I yeah. was I was pretty well self-taught with everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's all right. Um, was that mobile? Or you still just working from home? Yeah, so I, I had a big I had a big mobile component of it certainly. Um, you know, I, I one of my first cars that I was doing detailing out of was like a little nineteen ninety three Ford Festiva. It was a little two door. Um, and and that to sort of fast forward a little bit, that became a really funny thing. It was like a bit of a novelty because I'd roll up to clients' houses with, you know, AMGs, Audi R8s, et cetera, et cetera. And I've just got this little, I used to call it like a washing machine because that's literally what it looked like. It was white. It was a two door and it had, you know, like a bit of a weird back seat and it was pretty well like a big washing machine. And I, I rolled around Adelaide going all these different places in that. <laughs> um and then yeah I've, I've and i've still got i've still got my garage set up now so i've just got a bit of a kitted out garage with uh, you know my neighborhood's worth of electricity and lights so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's 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 good yeah i think we all can relate to that one yeah yeah oh nice so um probably one thing i do know about you've been talking to maddie gibb and getting some yeah. training off him yeah. <laughs> yes but on top of Top of training, top of oh, oh, Maddie Gibb, yeah. So no, Matt Gibb. Um, I, I actually met Matthew through my gym, funnily enough, because he, I, you know, I met him there, and I guess trying to expand my my business name, my reputation. I basically left business cards at my gym, and um, he sort of saw the the Fan Lab um badge on my, on my business cards because I'm obviously certified installer through them. And he, and he contacted me about getting, I think, a couple of products and obviously I didn't have them, but then I just sort of got, I got talking to him because obviously, you know, I he was into his detailing and so was I. And then the relationship sort of just developed and flourished from there. And 
we got into this relationship and he's and he's mentored me and he's he's I, I tell you what, I can never ask him enough questions. He just knows so much. Yeah. <laughs> so he's taught me a lot about, you know, pain correction and um, you know, even just the, the chemical side and and even he'll say he doesn't know everything, but that's a lot more than what I know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I even chat to him even ever since the pod, like even before that. And um yeah, he's a wealth of knowledge and we always you can tell when you talk to him and so yeah, no, it was one thing I, he did say that he was, um, yeah, getting some training. He was training you, so that was pretty good. Mm, mm. That helped with because were you doing much before you like? Do you have much of an idea of what you were doing before? Oh, again, like I really came across as the whole just self-taught. Like I, I think my first polisher that I started out with was. It was like a Auto Plus or something. It, was, it cost me like 120 bucks from Autobahn and, and it did me pretty well for a, the, my first, I'm going to say two, two and a half years. And, you know, I got to a point, I mean, I mean, this thing had like not a lot of guts, not a lot of talk. It was easy to stall it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I sort of, you know, taught myself a lot and, you know, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of asking questions and, got I, I got myself to a point where even when i first met maddie and he came around and he had a look at a uh it was a black navara that i was doing that had the the classic um the bush pinstripes down the doors and it was black so it was it was <laughs> fucked um and even he said like mate for a guy that's got no formal training like you're actually you're actually doing it right and and i think maddie's role was basically just to step in and just sort of tweak my technique a little bit here and there and Ever since I've sort of just relayed some info, uh, sorry, sorry, some info, you know, back and forth to him. Um, and yeah, we've sort of just chipped away at sort of making me, I, I guess, the detailer that I am today as far as pain correction is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So you do a lot of like heavy cut bad cars or I notice a lot of your stuff's near new stuff. So is that? Yeah. I, I mean, I, unfortunately that. Um, that Instagram account that you're looking at um, is my new one. My my original one got hacked uh, late last year. So all my original content is on my Facebook, but depends how far you want to scroll back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we, I've had some doozies. I had a two-tone uh, 1996 uh, Crown Majesta that, the old Toyota, you know, so the bottom half is a, is a metallic gray and then the top half is just a solid gloss black and, it was trashed and that was that was four or five days of my time that oh, wow. <laughs> yeah well, i don't think i'll ever see again so yeah mm, mm. Oh, nice. and then yeah like getting into more of your euro euro cars and your euro clear coats and obviously you know they're as hard as bloody concrete some of them mm. especially you know porsche porsche clear coat is that's like polish and concrete that shit yeah <laughs> It's rewarding when it's done, but trying yeah. to, to respond is not easy. <clears throat> What's your um go-to pads? Has Maddie taught you much about pads? I know he um, loves his pad technology. Maddie's taught me. He has taught me a lot about pads, and he's introduced me to um you know a lot of the foams that he gets from you know Gekatex and whatnot um or Gekatex or however it's pronounced. Yeah, I'm um, out of Europe and. Um, yeah, like he's given me a few samples and I played around with them, but my go-to and some people might shoot me down for this, but the good old shine mate pads, um, I, I, I don't so much use their yellow foam cut. Um, I used to use their blue foam quite a bit, but my, yeah, my go-to finishing pad is the old red shine mate. I, 
I know there is probably better out there, but I've just got probably a solid two and a half years with that like experience with that pad finishing down everything from soft Japanese clears to, you know, high-end Euros to, you know, a bit of everything really. Um, and that's sort of, yeah, my go-to, my my bread and butter essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. I know people might go, oh, no, this is better or that's better, but I'm very similar. You sort of stick to something and then refine that process on how to use that, that product. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you know it inside out backwards then. So like you. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have got into my, my roots, uh, walls and the yellow foams. I actually do like really like the yellow foam now. Mm. Um, and the yellow microphone, uh, sorry, the yellow, yellow wall, which is, that's a brilliant pad for, especially a lot of what I do being the Euro clear coats. Um, yeah. So I'm getting into the roots market. Um, obviously I think it's a bit of a known issue now amongst the, the wider community that, something's gone up with their foams on their wall pads and that you give them a bit of curry and they just start to fling shit everywhere and they just mm. deteriorate. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I am bad for only using say two or three pads on a car. So I probably am a bit hard on them, but mm. yeah. Yeah. So getting that. Right. No, that's all good. <laughs> What's your, um, what were the, your main services when you started? What was your, was it just the basic washes you started yeah, with? Yeah, so when I started, I was pretty well just the the guy that did the inside outs. The you know, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously starting out, you're never going to be the best at anything that you do. But I used to really like really focus on the exterior. Um, that's what I wanted to nail, and I, I took me a bit of time to sort of stumble my way into getting my interior quality up there um so but yeah i i did i think i used to have a it was like an inside and out that was just was pretty basic and then i tried to sell like a, a full package detail which had like you know your clay your iron removal your inside out your you know sort of bit of an extensive detail and i used to try and take i guess four to five hours just you know to put in that time so the customer sees that effort and sees that quality at the end so really two packages <laughs> before I was really into paint correction. Yeah. Yeah. And was it busy back then? Was it just as busy now? Um, back then, you know, I, because I, so my first year with the business, I was still, I still had a day job. I was still a, a diesel mechanic. Yeah. Rowing spanners around a workshop. Um, so I would get, with the little, the limited bit of advertising I could do, because obviously I still had a day job to go to, I'd get, you know, maybe one or two cars a weekend. Or once I got into paint correction, I'd, I'd sometimes get cars that the owners would let me hold on to at my place for, say, five days or Sunday till Saturday. And I just chip away at it every night. So, look, it, at, at the time, it was busy enough that I could make some, you know, a bit of beer money for the, for the weekend and, you know, put back into the business and buy some stuff to keep going. Yeah. Um, and then as it's progressed, like, and I've moved out of a day job and I've gone self-employed, it's, yeah, it's, it's picked up. And each year, notably each winter has just sort of gotten busier and busier, which of all seasons, if I can make my winters busier, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. So. No, that's good. What was the, um, the, probably the turning point from going from diesel mechanic and then into full time? What made you do that? So I obviously like I, I spent my life as a, as a, as a mechanic and I, I, I loved it. Like I, I love playing around with engines and ripping shit apart and cars, trucks. Like I'm very much about it, but 
towards the end of my time, I was I was sort of struggling with where I was at. I was at a big dealership. It was a Western Star and an MAN dealership. And it was just one of them places that had eight co-owners all trying to tell a team of blokes what to do. None of them agreed. So that was a nightmare. <laughs> Um, and the turning point for me really was I went to, cause I was going to the MTA at Royal Park here in Adelaide. And I spoke to my lecturer and I said, mate, what do I do? Like, I've got this side hobby that I love and that's what I want to do. But obviously there's the security of, of the, the day job, but the day job is just mentally, it's just not, it's not doing me any favors. Mm. And the example he gave me, and I've, I've, I've told this example to so many young lads, um, Dave, Dave Askew, shout out if he's listening. <laughs> um, he said to me, mate, you can love trucks. No one's arguing that you love trucks, but do you love it enough to do it 10 hours a day, six, seven days a week for the next 20 years of your life? And, and at that point, I had to turn around to him and say, well, no, I, I don't. Like, I, I, I do love that but i don't love it that much and he said mate that's okay it just means that you've got an answer now for what you want to do with the rest of your life and probably within within two months i, I was out of there and i went self-employed and um the timing was really funny because i actually made the decision to go self-employed at the tail end of 2021 so right before covid really went to shit yeah <laughs> sorry end of 2020 so yeah. right before like everything really went to shit and i took the nosedive into being in one of the most unsecure financial <laughs> positions of my life. Um, yeah. But I'm still here, so it all worked. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, did you, where did you advertise or how did that work? So to, I, to bring in? I, I used to get into, like I, I was really involved in the car scene back then. So I used to go to car meets and, you know, hand out business cards or put stickers on my mate's cars and, few of my personal cars and my partner's personal cars, we'd park the car up and we would just line the front windscreen with like pamphlets or business cards and just let people sort of pick them off. And then there was obviously the um, the good old Facebook group, like the buy swap cells, the, you know, the BMW groups, the Mercedes groups, the Holden groups, just everything. Just yeah. I, I advertised like crazy when it, once I fully went self-employed. Um, and yeah, that was, that was pretty well how we, how we got started and how I got my foot in the door with detailing and into, I guess, the wider, uh, community of Adelaide. Um, and it's just, yeah, sort of taken off from there. Yep. Was your, um, <clears throat> when you're sort of mobile, cause are you still mobile or partly yeah. mobile? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still, I'm still, I'm actually still very much mobile. Um, I think a lot, even though I've got my setup where I am at home and, you know, I've, I've been graciously given a setup at a, at a BMW dealership that I, I do a bit of work for now. Um, yeah. I think probably a good, oh, geez, probably a good 70% of my work is mobile. Yeah. Um, not to say that I, I don't have my fair share of paint protection and paint correction and whatnot, but yeah, like if I was to put it in some kind of a ratio, there'd be at least 60% of it, 60 to 70% of my work would be mobile still. Oh, nice. Mm. And mm. that's why I, I know Adelaide is not Sydney, but um, <laughs> do, you, do you have your limits where you go and where you don't oh, go? Geez, my, I, you know, I'm... <laughs> Coming from the background that I do, you know, being a bit of a country boy from KI and obviously the, the truck and lifestyle, like no drive is ever too long or too short. You know, I've, so I live just south of Gawler, like up really right up the northern part of Adelaide. And I've got a client of mine with a, um, I think it was a GLC 63 AMG and he lives out past Crafers at Ironbank there. 
So sort of towards Mount Barker way. So I'm happy to go, you know, down there, do his car and come back and, you know, sort of ride off six hours of a day, so to speak. <laughs> um, but like, it's good fun. Like I, I just, I enjoy the drive. It's, it's, yeah, it's just where I come from. Part of what I do. Part yeah. of what I've been. Yeah. Adelaide's not that bad to drive around. It's, it's pretty good. It's, oh, look, now that South Road's pretty well done and we've got the Northern Connector, it's, it's actually quite easy. But I, I think, you know, trying to do it, oh, even if you said 10 years ago or five years ago, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it's good. Yeah, I knew you were mobile, but I didn't know how, what percentage or how much. Like, it, yeah, no, that's good because I love hearing from mobile guys. You guys do it very good we, we make it work <laughs> is, is one way to put it yeah absolutely <laughs> make it work. so how'd the um the bm gig how'd that start out so my yeah my gig with adelaide bmw so i got a phone call from them i got headhunted by them so to speak uh just shy two months ago now they they called me up their pd manager their pre-delivery manager and he wanted me to come down and and have a chat and yeah, I've sort of found myself in the position of doing all of their, well, not all, but a, a, probably a large portion of their new car pre-delivery work. So I've seen everything from, you know, your your IX, you know, electric vehicles to most of your M cars to, your, you know, your X3s, your X5s. I've seen some cars that I can't quite talk about just yet, but they <laughs> will be getting released soon, which I'm very excited for. So, wow. um, and yeah, I mean, they keep me busy um you know so last month or the month that i did with them i think we got through 103 use uh, 103 new cars and then i think 20 something used and 30 something minis and yeah so it was just over 150 cars now obviously that's not all me there was a few other subcontractors that bmw used but um yeah, BMW have been gracious enough to sort of give me a detailing bay and let me set myself up in there as like a sort of little temporary studio. And yeah, they they give me sometimes four cars a day. Um, wow. So I'm there from sometimes oh, 6.30, quarter to seven till about 6.30, seven o'clock at night. So it's, yeah, it keeps me on my toes, literally. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work, yeah. Did they, how'd they go with your, your pricing with them, did they try and screw you down a bit? But then you probably no, know you got volume. In all honesty, I was expecting to have to go in and fight for a lot more money. I, I was expecting to walk in there and then sit me down and say, right, you know, we're going to pay you 150 a car. Um, turns out it was a bit more generous than that. I think it was around, it's or it is around the sort of 250 to 275 a car or something like that. It's sort of, I tried the standpoint of arguing for more and, you know, trying to make it sort of car size specifics, obviously like a, you know, like a little one series to a big X seven is a whole different, you know, sort of ball game. But I think we sort of just agreed on a bit of a fixed price per car. And yeah. Yeah. So it's look, you know, it it pays the bills. It's given like we sort of said pre, you know, podcast it's, the the business climate in South Australia right now and even the economy is just it's a bit all over the shop. So it's you know, even if it wasn't the pricing that it is, it's it's just consistent work just to carry yeah. me through. And you know, especially being that it's winter as well. So mm. it's yeah, it's it's pretty lucky. It's pretty good timing. Yeah. Mm. Wouldn't say take what you can get, but it's it's probably not 
hard work really or they're sort of fairly decent cars to no, work on. like i'm i'm getting cars that have literally come straight from germany straight off a boat they've still got the plastics on the seats the yeah. on the screens everything i'm getting cars that they don't have owners they've not had any other seat but the driver's seat sat in don't get me wrong though the the exterior condition is is variable from car <laughs> to car so i had a couple um uh, actually the week just gone so you know i had a, a couple of x3s and a couple of x5s in alpine white and they're just riddled with iron fallout and just yeah you'd be surprised new cars are not new cars anymore no. <laughs> <laughs> minis are really bad minis come with this um it's like this preservative pre-delivery wax and they put it all in the door jam but then there's just these random splatters all around the body and Wow. You, know, you need like a spray bottle of tar remover or Prepsol or something or a DA polisher, you know, handy just to get the shit off. It's a pain in the ass, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. you know, so it's it's not, it's yeah, it that's what I mean. It's not just, you know, you think of a new car, you think, you know, no swirls, no, no nicks, no dents, no scratches, no iron fallout to remove, nothing. But the reality is these cars, they come out the factory and they'll sit in the shipping yard for three or four, five, six months in yep. the elements. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's it it's a bit of variable work, that's for sure. Yeah. Does um do they get them coded or how's that? Do, do you do that side of it as well for them? Oh uh, yes and no. So they've got obviously they've got in house fellas that will do their BMW like their name brand protection. It's called Seal and Protect. Their first generation of it, from my understanding, was essentially just a hard wax. Um, now they've actually gone to an SiO2 compound or, you know, an actual, you know, quote unquote ceramic, what it's made of, how good it is, what it compares to. I got no idea. Um, they sort of don't pay me to do it. They've not asked me to do it. They just sort of get me to sort of get the cars either prepped for that as far as just get them clean. And then the in-house guy does all the polishing which, you know, we've got a couple of older school fellas down there that, you know, they're like Matt Gibb with a rotary. Like, they're, <laughs> oh, mate, a crack shot with a rotary, I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they sort of handle that internally. and Because the thing is as well, what they've explained to me is if they get a non-BMW employee to apply it, it they can't cover it with warranty. Right, yeah. So, and then, because I tried sort of being a FenLab or fine lab, however you want to say, applicator, I try to sit there and say, well, hey, how about you get me to do this with my stuff? Because obviously I can coat PPF, vinyl, glass, matte paint, wheels, calipers, plastics, you know, a bit of everything. But they were pretty adamant that, nah, if it's not our product, it's not covered by warranty, therefore mm. forget about it. So, okay. Oh. I'll take my back seat and just keep cars clean. I'll just <laughs> wash cars. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I didn't know. I wonder what they use or, yeah, you always wonder what some of these dealerships use or what they don't use. Yeah, look, I the PD manager, Danny, I, I did ask him for an MSDS and, you know, some some kind of documentation to at least tell me what it's made of. And I, I said to him, like, look, like, no offence, but, like, if it's if it's dog shit, I'll tell you. Mm. Um, and, yeah, he said he's got it, but I've just not bothered asking for it because I'm not really going to be using it. So it's, mm. it's much of a muchness. So they can they can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, cool. Yeah. Um, what's uh, – how, how did the FenLab stuff come about? Did you did you trial any other coatings before them or – So I think – yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like a lot of young 
or, you know, uh, fresh into the industry detail as we all started with the the tried and true Seaquartz UK. Mm-hmm. I think we've all had our days with that stuff. Um, so that that was my sort of introduction with, with pain protection. And then I was sort of going on. And I think from memory, because this is going back nearly three years now, I posted in a detailing group on Facebook about maybe i think it was something to do with a better product or or, you know a a product for this or a product for that and i got hit up by um uh, yeah there's probably a few people out there that will know this name oh romy nassar out of sydney and he's yeah he's he's the fine lab uh rep and distributor for australia um so yeah i sort of got onto him and now him and i we've had a really good working relationship for the past three years and yeah, the the places he's take me taken me with with Fenlab. Um, I'm I'm now one of two applicators in Adelaide. I think there's more in SA. I think you were saying at one point there was there's a few down your way as well. Yeah, I got one down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you compare it to, and, and this is this is this is not you know talking shit or anything, but you know G Technique, there's you know every man and his dogs with G Technique, and you know that's not a criticism. Like I know it is good stuff. It's you know it's, yep. it's a big brand, it's a big company, and you know credit to the installers, it is very much a community. Um, but I I sort of take pride in knowing that us FanLab boys is you know you can count us on one hand, and I think there's a bit of uniqueness to being such a small a small group. So mm. yeah. No, that's yeah. We always talk about G Technic. Nothing, nothing wrong with them, but obviously that's their market. It's like the market. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I mean they're doing something right if they do have the reach and the vast community of applicators and installers that they do have. So, like, mm. like I said, like, it's, it's certainly it's not a criticism by saying that every man and his dog is with them. Like it's yeah, like if they've made it that far, you know, power to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And what's the other one? This Kraken. Yeah, cracking. So that is so old Romy, that is actually his brand. He's actually developed that himself. Yeah. Um, so he's he's actually gone down the line of playing with uh the the graphene side of things in coatings. And what what I love about um that as far as uh, nanotechnology is concerned, is it's the one I'm sure there is probably others by now by the you know as we as we speak but it's one of the few coatings out there that the liquid itself actually has atomized graphene particles in it so it's like a if, if you can imagine if you were to grind up like pencil graphite and put it in like a, a suspended fluid and it goes like a real milky gray color well, not milky but it goes like a gray color yeah. um yeah that's what this stuff is you know, so the I think the top of the line one is their their self-healing, the five-year self-healing, and that stuff is it's it's incredible stuff when it look it can be a bit difficult to use on some paint systems because it does have some some harsh solvents in it um but may i tell you what when it works i'd put it up against even the best from fine lab the best from g technique the best from guy on like it's it's a good coating it's a really good coating yeah um, and I think, yeah, Romy's starting to get some installers around the around the country. So I know there's RPM up in um, Queensland. There's a few fellas in Northern Territory. There's a number of us down here in SA. Um, obviously, some some local Sydney boys because um, Romy's from Sydney, and I think Melbourne's got a number as well. So that's that's getting out there. I think there's probably more Kraken installers than there is Fine Lab at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a funny thing to say, considering you know Rom is obviously he is the the distributor for Fine Lab Australia. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> wow. Mm. Do do you sort of how do you sort of because um, you're running two? How do you sort of 
sell both of them or how, how, um, does that, how would you work that? So like I said, the Kraken stuff is, it's great. It, I just find that it's, it's one of them products that, like I said, because of the harsh solvents in it, it's more suited to your, like your Euro metallic. So your harder metallic clears. Cause what, what happens and well, actually even I had an RS3 for a customer that it was in Nardo gray and I went to use this stuff. And what happens with solid colors is, and again, there's probably some chemical experts out there that were going to say I'm full of shit, but this is just my, <laughs> this is just my interpretation of it. Essentially what I found was <clears throat> the solvents are harsh enough that what they do is they soften the clear and the graphene particles, even though they are ever so fine, they will micro-mar the paint. Now, what we have found is the remedy to that is you have to use a primer polish. So, you know, like your Carpro Essence, your Guyon Primer, or I think there's one from Modesta, whatever, BC something. Um, if you use one of them on them paint types, you're pretty good. You're pretty safe. Um, but a lot of your harder Euro clears or even some of your moderate, you know, uh, like your Aussie paints, like Ford Holden, they take it pretty well. Um, but it can just be a bit finicky and, and it is very humidity dependent. Um, so like if you're, and I've had this conversation with Romy, you know, if you're one of us boys that has a bit of a garage set up and you can't exactly climate or humidity control it, it's a, it can be a bit of a, a bit of a pain to work with. It's not a consistent experience on every car, but again, I'm not bashing the product. I love the stuff. It's yeah, it's, it's when it works. I, I would honestly stack up some of the best name brand coatings against it. It's just getting it to work on every paint type the same can be a bit challenging depending on, you know, probably your location, you know, your, geez, where you are relative to sea level, your, your work setup, just everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finicky, yeah. but if you get it to work and you spend the time, it's, it's great. It's great. Yep. Mm. How does um, FinLab? Cause I don't think I've, really spoken to anyone with FinLab, I don't think. Probably have, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, how's that go down? Great. Honestly, FenLab is... Oh, geez, oh, geez, what can't I say about it? FenLab, as far as nanotechnology and how they form... How the product... Oh, I might go off on a bit of a tangent here, so forgive me. Right. How basically the blend of the silica compounds forms ladder structures at a nano level on paint is... It's, it's next level stuff. From my understanding, and I could be wrong here, and I'm happy to be fact-checked, but I think the head of FenLab was one of the original, basically, ceramic coating, like, not inventors, but he was one of the first people when it started coming out, as far as development goes. Um, and then that sort of carried on until today, and they're still doing it. They're still innovating. They're still coming out with products for everything um geez we've got everything we've got plastic we've got tire coatings we've got we've got a coating called fine lab or fen lab industrial that you can literally coat concrete and wood with um yeah we've, we've pretty well got a coating for everything but as far as user friendliness um yeah i honestly think it's it's a product that can't be matched so for example there. Their base coating, which is Fine Labs or Fan Labs ceramic light, it's sort of 
it's not a, a coating that's a high solid coating, so to speak, but it's more of a in extreme gloss enhancer, extreme water behavior. You know, I don't I don't know what the degree of water contact angle is, but it's it's pretty damn good. Um, but you know, in on on a winter's day, you can you can put it on a panel, let it sit for forty minutes, and wipe it off like a like a paint sealant, like a spray sealant. Yep. Um, and then, you know, once you get into, you know, your three-year, your five-year, your self-healing, like considering what they are, the ease of use is just, it's next level. It's its really good stuff. And the nanotechnology behind it as well is pretty is pretty up-to-date. Yeah. Because I was going to say, how does that go with, I know um, Jan's got their, their mobiles um, coding for mobile installers. So how did yours go all right, be mobile? Yeah. I mean, look, if you really wanted to, if, if you had... I mean, I'm, I'm fussy when it, I don't really like doing mobile paint protection. I prefer to have, you know, at least a sealed workshop or a studio or whether it's at my place or whatnot. Um, but if you wanted to, yeah, if, you were, if you're the kind of guy or you're the kind of business that does a lot of mobile paint protection, paint correction, ceramic light or even uh, ceramic V3, which is their three year would be perfect you know, considering how much time you can let it sit on a panel and you can still be pretty safe. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, you know, premature flashing or, you know, risking of high spots or anything like that. You can sort of just get it on, let it sit, do your thing and then just take it straight off and it'll be fine. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause um, my experience at FenLab, they, I had a customer and they just bought this new Porsche and we did speak about it. Um, and he goes, oh, they got some coating on it because the dealership done it. I said, oh, yeah, cool. Um, they didn't do any interior stuff, so I'd done all that and the, the wheels for him. Um, I gave it a wash and I said, I'll see what's on it. And oh, it was, it only had 800 Ks, but it was beating off unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah, well, you definitely coatings on there. There's a FenLab sticker in the door. Yeah, yep. um, it, it was actually Romy who got FenLab into Porsche. Wow. It was actually him. I think it's more in the eastern states. Um, I don't think it's so much over here yet because obviously um, Porsche in South Australia is owned by, I think, the Eagers Company, who also own Adelaide BMW. So I don't think it's in there yet. But I know in a lot of the eastern states dealerships, um, yeah, Romy sort of got Fenlab into there. So yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I was just shocked that they said, yeah, the dealership, I don't know if they got someone in to do it or they now do it in-house, obviously got trained up to do it mm. and um yeah it was a pretty good job so um yeah i was quite surprised and yeah it was beating flat out so but yeah it was brand brand new so yeah yeah i mean what product it what specific coding it would have been i don't think either of us could probably say but mm. yeah fan lab and their their water behavior is yeah they, they sort of pride themselves on that you mm. know next to their their silica their silica technology yeah yeah no that was definitely good mm. Oh, well, that's good. Um, and another one is your you've uh, dived into the car care product range as well. Yeah, yeah. I think we could say dived in. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, two F car care. Um, so yeah, I sort of went down that track because I sort of figured, you know, anticipating some quiet winters or some quiet periods of the year. You know, I'd met many a people that um they'll never get a detailer to do their car for them there and again this isn't a criticism of them people but it's the sort of people that are like you know no one could clean my car better than me so i took those sort of reactions and i thought all right well 
if I can't do the work for them, I'll at least try and sell them the products to do that work, you know? Yeah. So trying to just broaden my uh, sort of reach as far as who I can sell what to. Um, so yeah, so I've had it sort of kickstarted since November um, and still playing around with some formulas a little bit and just getting things right. Um, but yeah, no, it's sort of up and running and sort of moving a few bottles here and there. I'm not, I'm no, I'm no Bowden's own just yet, but <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I, I'm getting it out there and I've been playing, I've, you know, playing around and, you know, I basically use some of my best cars to sort of, you know, fine tune everything as far as, you know, formulation and yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's good fun. It's, it's certainly something that I enjoy doing. I, it, it's actually a good feeling too, to rock up to, you know, a company or a business or someone's house and they go, you know, what, what, what is that? What is that brand? And I go, Oh, you know, that's mine. Yeah. And then you start this whole topic of conversation and you just go so much deeper into it and yeah, it creates some, some really good topics. Some really good topics of conversation to have with people. Yeah. Mm. yeah but is that something because i know a, a few other guys around australia doing the same um yeah having their own range and then something to pass on to customers once they get the car coated or washed they can help yeah. look after it here's a maintenance kit or whatever yeah is that sort of the reason as well that helps along with that yeah yeah so that that that's pretty well for, for right now because i said to myself you know the first 12 months that i've got this i sort of just i just want to get people to know the name i just want them to know oh yeah flawless finish brad he does that like that's just a thing he does you know so um i just wanted to get that name out there and then yeah so my probably my best way of moving it on now is you know obviously i've got you know mates and stuff that buy it but also just you know if i do if i do pain protection um and quite often and you probably know this yourself you know you coat someone's car and they go right you know how do i look after it what do i do i can just segue into the conversation of well here this is what i use this is you know what i developed this for to do that job and you know, if a customer's already spending fifteen hundred, two grand, two and a half thousand more on pain protection to say, well, here's a liter bottle of snow uh, snow foam and soap for you know thirty five bucks each, you know, extra seventy dollars on top, it's just a very easy, quick little upsell. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's that's pretty well how I'm moving that mostly at the minute. I do a little bit of social media stuff, but I. I'm a detailer first and foremost. I don't really have any experience in product sales or marketing or anything like that. So I'm sort of just finding my feet with that still. <laughs> well, you're not a chemist? No, no, I'm certainly <laughs> not. Um, I don't mind a, bit, a, little, a little bit of redneck ingenuity, but <laughs> I've, I've had the appropriate help with the whole chemical stuff. So I'm not just I'm not just a bit of a breaking bad in a motorhome out the back of a somewhere. <laughs> like I'm, I'm actually getting the right help for that. <laughs> is it, um, I think we, we might've talked a bit about, is there much of a process in sort of wanting to get your own, to others out there looking to get their own product out there? Is it? Yeah. Is it look, I, a bit I, involved I, think, a bit? I, I look, I think a skill for business in general is networking, mm. um, who, you know, not so much what, you know, um so i and again, rom's gonna love me for this i'm giving him so much publicity so <laughs> actually thanks to rom again he he's got some contacts to some chemical manufacturing facilities in europe and the us and he oh shit this is probably nearly 12 uh, not 12 years two years ago now um he presented me with this idea he's like you know mate if you ever want to you know get into that 
is like I can get you some base formulas and then we can just go back and forth. We can tweak them, you know, however you sort of need, however you want. Um, and sort of, yeah, that's, that's, that's where we went. So like I said previously, I I've had everything sort of finalized enough for a sale standpoint from November last year, but leading up to that was probably a solid 12 months worth of work, just testing and playing around and then, you know, getting a graphic designer involved in bottles and sort of, it was, yeah, a good 12 months of just planning and processing and yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be, be a bit involved. What, what's your lineup of um, chemicals you you got on? So uh, on we've got, oh, I need to find my own bloody notes now. So <laughs> um, we've got a tie dressing, a wheel cleaner, a shampoo, a snow foam, a APC and an interior cleaner. So I'm still playing around a little bit with the APC. Um, I'm trying to actually just the, the base formula I got was it was good, but it just needs to be that more concentrated. So it's more dilutable, if that makes sense. So if I get like a more concentrated raw form and then I, you know, go say, well, you know, if, if you want it for this, go one to four, or if you want it for that, go one to nine. If you want it for, you know, blah, go one to 20. So I'm sort of trying to, I'm still playing around with it, but as it is right now, it is, it is still quite good. Um, I've got a spray sealant, which is quote unquote graphene. It's, it's, uh, butoxy ethanol, I think is one of the main or butoxy ethyl, which was one of the main ingredients as a sort of substitute for graphene chemically. Um, and I played around with that on this little shit box run around that I've got. And I put that on the paint with no correction, no, you know, actual ceramic. And I think that stuff would last Oh, if you said six to eight weeks on its own, like you could hammer on it, get it dirty and rinse it off and it was fine. Um, my biggest problem with that is the stuff is not cheap. I think it's nearly a hundred dollars a litre cost price for me to buy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that's cost price. So I'm still, um, yeah, that's the one product I want to, I want to use more of it. I want to sell it, but just getting it to a cost effective point is bloody difficult. <laughs> mm. That's interesting. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, that, that's something to, for anyone to reach out and want to want to try out. Yeah, so. I mean, look, and, you know, we've gone with some confusing names. We've gone with Latin names, which was, I think, the the um, the advice of my graphic designer. Uh, shout out Nathan Hull if he wants to listen to this. Um, <laughs> yeah, he sort of said, well, you know, why don't we go with some catchy names? And then we went back and forth and we got onto the whole Latin thing. Now, look, I'm, I don't remember what most of them mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we've got Fortis, Rota, Purus, Potens, Magnus and Intra. So there's a few of them. You'll probably work out which one is which. Um, and then everything's sort of nicely color-coded. I'll try and get the liquids color-coded to the, the, the bottle. Um, so yeah, yeah right. one of them things. <laughs> yeah. And that all comes. I'm qualified at nothing in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just get that sent over, and that's all bottled and ready to go. You don't yeah. have to rebottle it here or anything. Oh, uh, I look. I usually get it in like either twenty liter drums or like clear, you know, one liter bottles or something. And then I sort of, you know, I I put the labels on the bottles myself, and then like I basically bottle them by hand. So oh, yeah. like a lot of startup stories, I'm just that one guy in his garage that puts things <laughs> together. <laughs> For now, at least. So that's. Uh, yeah. That's, oh, that's cool. You you having a crack? That's what. Yeah, it's all about. Well, that's, it. that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you you do a fair range of cars. You have got a fairly few uh, nice supercars and yeah, stuff. that's that's yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> standpoint to take. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. so you know we've got you know uh, as you know i'm because you'd be looking at my um my instagram now mm. um you know we've got everything from you know we've we've got that hurricane sto um we've got the gt black series i've had you know a couple of hurricane evos the a12 super fast you know a couple of really nice cars um most of them are actually owned by one guy funnily enough so this real nice oh, wow. collection that i get to go to every fortnight um it's funny he'll call me up and i'll go there and they're dusty at best and just says yeah just do what you do you know where my keys are you know how to get in just do what you do send me the bill you know so it's good clients <laughs> to have really good clients to have <laughs> oh, yeah. mm. they didn't own a um china um convenience stores did they wasn't them what one was that? Uh, the 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 family that used to own the, all the um OTRs in. in no, Australia. no, not not the Shahins. No, 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 <laughs> nah, different yeah. guy. This is this is a he's an Aussie fella. Um, and yeah, his company, uh, Mastec, so M A S T E C. Um, they they make bins, and he's got a facility in I think every state of Australia plus one in New Zealand. Um, and he just, he, he, yeah, like you said, he's just, he's an Aussie guy, lives by the beach, um, in his, oh, look, if you said early sixties or something and he just, yep. yeah, <laughs> loves his cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm. Um, so starting off, what well, I always ask what, what challenges you had back starting out. Yeah. Wow. Um, again, like I've sort of said previously, like coming from, obviously i'm not formally trained at anything i don't really come from business i you know i come from you know country dirt trucks grease oil i come from that so when i sort of decided i'm going to take this plunge into you know running a business i sort of thought well shit i know nothing i don't know what to do like i even you know pre pre pre-business brad wasn't the most you know (laughs) confidence filled fella let's put it that way um and i sort of did have this bad run of sort of doubting my abilities with things that i can do so big challenge for me was yeah getting my name out and sort of then getting enough practice under my belt and just so i can sit there and yeah say that i am confident in my ability that i do know what i'm doing um so yeah there was that and then just yeah learning learning everything about running a business essentially yeah yeah no that's that's good mm. um and the around your area is much your culture uh as i always ask people as well like do you stay in touch with our details in your around adelaide yeah yeah absolutely so obviously i've got matt gibb who's oh geez how far he's probably 15 20 minutes from me um i've got christian from cs detailing studio he's the uh the other fen lab applicator for adelaide um he yeah he's i think maybe maybe 10 minutes from me um and then there's yeah just a few other little you know young detailers that i keep in contact with and that i try and you know do my bit to mentor much in the way that matt has mentored me and and things like that. Um, Adelaide has admittedly had a bit of a funny culture with detailing. I mean, not that it's Adelaide specific. It's probably, um, it's probably Australia or even worldwide. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they're just, they're, I don't know. Adelaide seems to have had this pointless rivalry with detailing um, that I don't, I don't understand. I, I, I really don't because Adelaide, like, like we sort of said pre-podcast, like it is, it's a small town. It, well, it's mm. a big country town. It's it's a small city and a big country town. You know, everyone knows everyone, but it's also at the you know conversely, 
it's so saturated with detailers, but none of us are running out of work. Yeah. Like we've all got enough work to do. We've all got new clients every week yet for some reason there's, there's just with a few select businesses and I'm not here to name names or anything, but yeah, there's just this pointless rivalry that goes on. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I think that's starting to fade out. I think it's starting to sort of fizzle. Um, yep. so which, which is good because I think detailing needs to be, I mean, amongst many other industries, but I think detailing needs to be much more of a community than it does just a pointless back and forth shit fight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear I that a bit yeah. personally. Yeah. No, and there's enough cars. Like we always say, there's enough cars for everyone. Oh, so like, mate, like I said, like considering, you know, when we were talking about my role at BMW, like the amount of cars that we went through in just a month, like 150 cars, that's, you know, 150 cars that have come into the country they've gone to customers and mm. that's just in a month. And I think they when I was talking to the PD manager, he was saying that they, they expect anywhere from 80 to a hundred cars per month. And that's just BMW. So it's like, there is more than enough cars out there mm. just from that side of things, yet alone, you know, people buying and selling through Facebook and Gumtree and then other brands and whatnot. So, you know, there is so, so much work out there for people yet. I don't know. There's just been a, a select, <laughs> few, a select few, we'll say. <laughs> if, <laughs> if I can, yeah, not name names. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. How does um, how does your fan lab mate go? Because obviously, you you said he's only down the road. So how do you, do you work together with pricing, or how's that? Do you yeah, guys have not, a structure? Not, not, not so much pricing, because he um, obviously, like you know, he runs his his own show. He runs his own business, his own show. So I've got you know nothing to do with his pricing. He can charge what he wants. I think. Um, from the coding side of things, the pricing is all pretty similar. So if you're talking the coding application fee, um, I think the only real variance in our pricing would just be whatever we choose to charge per correction. And I mean, that can come down to how, how in depth you want to go to getting a car to be as perfect as possible prior to laying down some kind of, you know, ceramic product. So, mm. um, but yeah, like he, Christian, you know, he's a, he's a really solid lad. Like he comes from a bit more of a crash shop background. So, you know, he's a bit more into the whole sanding down paint side of things. But yeah, like we don't clash. We've never had an issue with work, you know, being so close to each other. Um, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like if, if we can be within 10 minutes of each other and mm. not have any clash of work or clients or anything like that or pricing or whatever you want to say, you know, that's what I mean. Like when you start talking about the wider community throughout Adelaide as a whole city, any pointless rivalry is just, it's a bit of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. if we could be 10 minutes apart and not bite heads and that's great. Yeah. Let's yeah. hope, hope for everyone else out there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Far out. Yeah. Um, and what could we improve in our industry? You reckon is there anything oh. other than probably, yeah. Like we just, I think we all speak about, about the rivalries or whatever yeah. old mates doing that's, down the road. Just- that's just people though. Um, mm. I think it's, it's hard to say that that's a detailing industry specific issue. That, like that's just human beings. That's, yeah. Um, how you solve that, I'm not qualified to, to speak on the matter. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to, you know, leave that die, you know, <laughs> we'll leave that for another piece. <laughs> um, but look, it, it's hard because I mean, there's that much innovation in technology 
yearly. Like, you know, we've got spray on PPF coming now, which I'm skeptical about, but hey, mm. <laughs> it's not my place to comment. Um, yeah, look, if I'm honest with you, Dale, I don't know. I don't mm. know what, we, what needs to be done to improve the industry, so to speak. It's, this, like I said, there's just so much innovation. There's so much technology coming out nearly on a weekly, if not monthly basis that it's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. No, <laughs> so that's so all right. That's the answer you're looking for, but yeah. No, it's all right. Yeah. Um, have you got plans to sort of maybe expand, get a, a shop, um, workshop or factory? Yeah, look, I've, I've toyed with the idea. My biggest thing is, um, my biggest thing has always been like, like my garage set up at the minute, my little, you know, quote unquote studio. It's about six meters by six meters. Having, uh, look, I will sit there and say that if I could just push each wall back like a meter or two, it'd be perfect. But really a, a workshop, short of getting employees, a workshop would only grant me more space that would be good for storing, you know, maybe one or two extra cars, bit more equipment. Um, but for right now, while I'm just one man with one set of hands, it's not the best option for me because, and the way I've always thought about it, like, you know, for say six months of the year, well, I'm really busy, which typically ends up being from August until, oh, if you said late February, mid-March, um, it's a great idea. I can justify the expense, you know, it'd be good for my business, good for marketing, et cetera, et cetera. But then those quieter times of the years, I uh, quieter times of the year, I think I, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's another one of them leaps of faith. I think you do have to take, but I've just not seen the viability in, in doing it just yet. Um, yeah. obviously now, like I have got my little setup with BMW, which is about, I think it's a, oh shit, if you said like a five by nine area or something that they've sort of let me play around in. Um, I mean, and, and that's great. But yeah, as far as getting my own place, whether it was 100 square, 200 square, 300 squares, just it's not a thing for me just yet. Mm. But it is something I would like to do at some stage as the yeah. next step of progression. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. all right. I always wonder that. And um, like I'm home-based, garage, studio thing-based, yeah. and I always wish I had a bigger one or had somewhere else. But I think the wife said she'll probably never see me then. Yeah, um, yeah. As... Well, I mean, the thing is as well with us garage boys is you learn to utilize space very well. Mm. And also just to touch on that topic again is like I said, like my, my percentage of work that is mobile, if I had a workshop, I'd almost never be there. Yeah. And, that, and that's the other thing is yeah. as much as it would be great. Like if I'm only going to be there, say a day or two a week, you sort of ask that you ask yourself the question, like what's the point of having it if I'm never there? Mm. So, 100%, yeah. and I've got enough good mates who own, you know, like, you know, really well fitted out, really clean, like workshops, like Euro workshops or, you know, the boys at American motors, like I'm sure if I needed to borrow like a couple of square meters to get a car done, like I'm a phone call away from one. So yeah yeah i guess circumstantially for me it's just it's not an urgent requirement for me right now mm. so yeah if it, whatever works and uh if it's not um broken don't doesn't need fixing yeah if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah yep. yeah that, that's that sums it up pretty well yeah. <laughs> Same no, it's... no talking shit for you know 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> no it's fair call yeah no nice hey uh we might 
jump into our six stage questions. So beautiful. Um, haven't had to do this for a bit. Oh yeah. Uh, can you remember your first ever detailing job? Uh, I can actually, because the car is at my house right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a 2017 uh, FM Mustang in that metallic gray. Oh. Um, and I did it for the owner of a, of a carpet company or a flooring business. And then a story that I won't get into, but essentially my in-laws actually end up buying the car off of him, like maybe a month ago. Yep. Um, and yeah, I've, now I see it all the time. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I remember, I remember it very well. And it was actually the very first car that I posted on social media. Oh, nice. And I charge a whopping $80 for it back then <laughs> <laughs> for an inside and out that I took probably three or four hours on. So, yeah, <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been that guy. Yes, certainly. Yep. Uh, your favorite polisher? Oh, this is a good one. Um, I love my Roots 21 mil. I do, uh, even though it is an LHR 21 ES, so the Mark One. It you know, oh, yeah. have, have people have their opinions of, but I, <laughs> you know what, for doing big panels, um, like big bonnets, big doors, uh, honestly, it's 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 great. Um, doing a bit of cutting as well, like you throw a blue wool on that and some, you know, Fenlab A50 or um, you know some of your super heavy cut compounds, like it will eat through paint. I know Matty Gibb was fond of his Dynabraid, but <laughs> the, old, the old Roops 21, yeah, that's 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 it for me. Other than that, like I've got a couple, I've got a heap of Shine Mate polishers. Like I've got their, I think they're 15 mil, they're 12 mil in both a five inch, and then I've got their little three inch one as well. So but yeah. if I had to pick one, the one that I use the most is yeah, probably my Shine Mate uh, 15 mil five inch. Yep, that's my workhorse. Is that the cord version? Uh, yes, that is yep. the quarter version. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think it's actually, I think it's three years old now, that model. I've not had it for three years. I sort of got it secondhand from a mate of mine who was a guy on Detailer and then he sort of, um, he used to integrate detailing into his mechanical business and then he sort of just um, just phased out the detailing because it just wasn't making the same sort of money and then he's like, mm. here, have these. I don't use them anymore. So, I wonder what happened to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they dropped, I remember them there. I, yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Mm. And uh, favorite detailing tool or product? Ooh. A product that I'm loving lately is the good old Autoglim Polar Seal. Like it's very similar to like your Bowden's own Happy Ending. Yeah. Um, you can actually get the wholesale version from Sydney Tools, and it's called Coat It or something like that. Um, I love the stuff, honestly, like I, it's, it's part of, and you know, I'm not, I'm not going to gatekeep how I do my sort of work, but I think it's part of, it's part of my sort of methods and I can't swear by it, you know, highly enough. It, it's one of them products that, you know, you find it on, you let it sit for 20 seconds, you rinse it off and then it just makes blow drying a car so easy. Yeah. Um, so that's certainly a, a product of mine that I absolutely love. Um, and it's, it's, it's a key point to how I do the things that I do. <laughs> I'll have to back that up actually, because yeah, I, I was using the G on wet coat. It's quite yeah. expensive, but then, um, yeah, after the old mate and the auto smart truck dropped by the other week, I'm onto yeah. their, onto their well, So that's, um, well, this same is actually, deal. you know, really funny thing. Um, hate, hate to cut you off there. Right. Um, really funny thing. So what, what a lot of people don't, 
realized that I can tell is if you take a product like uh, Polar Seal or, you know, Happy Ending or Aqua Seal or I think there was Carpro uh, X2O or H2O or something, something, anyway, similar product. If you mix it up in a spray bottle at 1 to 8, 1 to 9, 1 to 10, it does the same thing as wet coat and it doesn't mm. block a good job of it. But okay. I think because maybe your weekend warrior types, they look at a product label as being like gospel, like, oh, well, wet coat, that's what you use. But they don't realize that if you take a product, you know, that is, you know, these snow sealants and you, you mix the liquid up in a spray bottle, it does the same thing and it works out to be a little bit more cost effective. Yep. You know, so that, that, that's one of the little things that I, I started playing around with when I was, you know, uh, messing around with the whole chemical side of things for 2F and just discovering little things like this. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, it's it was good. Like, it's cost effective because I literally do the same. I spray yeah. it on, adds a bit of shine, um, yeah. water beads, then it helps blow dry. So Saves a lot of time. Yeah. Saves a lot of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of the things that... You know, so when I do these these jobs for BMW, like I can get most cars down to about that two hour mark. Yeah. Um, and that's, look, pre-delivery detail, some people might not think that that's too spectacular or that that's too slow or whatnot. But um, yeah, like considering BMW said to me that they, they allow up to four hours a car and I'm getting it down to two, I, I would allot to that product and a good blow dry. Yeah. <laughs> to sort of help with that sort of time allowance yeah 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 because yeah, you're when you're there your time is money there so absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah considering like i don't i don't have to get through the amount of cars in a day that i do but i i you know said to myself and i said to the higher-ups of bmw like i'm here to set a precedent if you're allowing other subcontractors four hours i want to do it in two i want to do it in half the time i want to be that that cut above um, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's the precedent I want to set. So it's, yep. yeah, all these little things, they play a role. Yeah. More cars you do, more money. Something like that, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Because <laughs> that um, Aquasil stuff I got, they, yeah, they throw that in um, snow foam gun. So we yeah. spray it yeah. over that. So that's been Absolutely. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Look, it, like most detailing products, it, it all, it has its place. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. No, and I'm, yeah, it was just good to, to use it and see what they offer. And yeah, I had a lot of comments about that stuff. So it's, it's been pretty good. Uh, biggest tip for anyone starting out? I, because I pre-read these questions when you sent them to me. And this was one that I hummed and hard over because I, I guess I've got so many, but without turning this into a 10 hour ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably my best and my biggest is for all the young guys starting out and I mean, even, even older guys that maybe just getting into business, um, learn to do a lot of things yourself, you know? So I, you know, I, I try and the best that I can mentor some, some young lads that are starting out. So there's, you know, there's Zach from ZK mobile, like he's just started out. He's been in it for about six months, even Christian from CS detailing. Um, a few other young guys here, but, I'll see these guys and they'll go out and they'll hire a photographer. They'll hire a videographer. They'll hire a graphic designer. And I understand that I did as far as the product side of things, but what I can't stress enough is learn to do these things yourself, play around with a camera, play around with Photoshop, play around with, you know, making reels with, with, you know, an iPhone or, or something. Um, learn to do a lot of these things yourself because 
I mean, and this is just the little bit of guidance I have had in business. Um, one of the key lessons I got taught was, was, you know, it's better to be the guy that makes 70 grand a year and has 10 grand in overheads than the guy that makes a hundred grand a year, but has like 50 or 60 grand in overheads, mm. you know? So if you can keep your costs as low as possible at the cost of, you know, a bit of man hour, you know, a few man hours or, you know, staying up late and, you know, watching YouTube on how to shoot cool videos or, you know, buying a camera and taking like, you know, doing good photography. Um, the more things you can do yourself for the business, the better. Um, and I think there, there's a degree of pride that should be taken in just being that jack of all trades, the guy that can do a bit of everything mm. um, without having to outsource. Um, like I said, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be a hypocrite here. Like I have used graphic designers for, you know, a little bit of logo work and, you know, obviously my, my 2F product line, like getting labels designed because that was a little bit beyond my reach of the, the graphic design work I have done. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to learn to do things yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the social media stuff I know I lack in. Um, yeah. 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 And a, and a good one with, um, Ash from uh, Riverside, he, his reels, like, yeah, you oh, can see the work goes into them and he's not the only one, but. Is, that man is honestly just <laughs> a god. I watched a few of his reels, like, on some of his interiors and coming from a farm background, like, I know what farm mutes get and Jesus Christ, that guy is just god. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope he <laughs> listens to this. I really do because, like, I can't say enough good things about that guy's work. And mm. then, yeah, his real quality is just insane. Like, not that I'm going to sit there and say that mine are great. Like, again, I'm qualified in nothing, but just that guy does some quality work. Uh, honestly, like, that's the kind of stuff that I look up to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm saying I'm still tinkering with them. And, yeah, I'm sort of – I'm well behind the, the ball game in that one, but I'm sort of yeah. getting better and learning and – yeah, yeah, I mean, even I get it, Dale. Like, I don't know how many of my reels you've watched, but I get people all the time and they say to me, you know, oh, mate, what ca what camera are you using? Or, you know, who does all your video work? And I whip my iPhone 14 out my pocket and I go, it's all here. Yeah. It. I don't use a gimbal. I freehand it all. There's no special camera. It's just an iPhone 14 Pro. Yeah. <laughs> and then just playing around with like just the inbuilt Instagram video editor and, and doing that, you know? Yeah. So, no, it's good. Yeah. It's Yeah, there's an art to it. I'm... Yeah, still learning. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, you old fellows, you got a bit to <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else we got? Uh, the interests outside of details. What do you get up to? Oh, look, you know, I like to go to the gym and pick things up and put them back down again. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I grew up as a country kid, so I, I sort of like my outdoor activities. Like I'd grew up on farms like doing a lot of hunting doing a lot of shooting doing a lot of you know outdoor you know full driving sort of stuff like that like i've i've been around the country oh shit i don't know how many times and of 12 years of school i've might have been there for eight or something <laughs> like that <laughs> so yeah look you know speak slower to me just so yeah. i pick it up um but yeah no i'm a big fan of yeah just country living and considering i live in adelaide like yeah if i can get out to a farm and you know play around and do some stuff like that and a bit of redneck stuff. I've, I've never shy away from it. So yeah. Yeah. Great interest of mine. Yeah. No, nice. You love a bit of ink as well. Yeah. Yeah, I do. As you probably see from the camera, I've got a, you know, a few bits, a few big pens put in my arms and, and a bit of here, just, you know, so I look nice and scary, but it's, it, 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 you know, coming, speaking to uh, certain people, you know, I've got a couple of my really good clients that have, um, 
Lambos, like some of the Lambo boys here in Adelaide, two of them are Sri Lankan doctors. One's a pediatrician, one's a cardiologist. And not once have either of them turned away from me, turned their nose up at me, spoke to me differently just because I've got a, you know, a bit of ink. Mm, and yeah. Obviously, people probably see like a throat tattoo or, you know, whether it's a face tattoo or whatnot. But um, yeah, like I've, I'm actually surprised that considering, I guess, how I do look. Yeah. Um, I've never had any disrespect, anyone shy away from me, which is, which is comforting, but by mm. and large people seem to be good people. Yeah. You can't judge a book by its cover. So. Oh, absolutely not. No, certainly yeah. not. No, no, no. No, a lot of people have ink. So and the, the quality of the work they do is spot oh, on. Look so. at, um, what's his, uh, I forgive me. I don't remember his name, uh, from fatal finish. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah Jimmy, mate, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know Jimmy personally. I've not really spoken to him, but I mean, the man does some incredible work and he's, mm. he's covered head to toe. I mean, he's got some sick. <laughs> like I love it. I think it's really good. And if he ever finds himself in Adelaide, I'd love to have a chat to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, same thing. Like I don't think you can, you can discredit someone's knowledge or experience based on their appearance, you know, based on their looks. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, if I can throw in another tip to, you know, for some young detailers, I know we're sort of sidetracking a bit here, but, you know, meet, meet people like, you know, they know something you don't. And yeah. it goes a long way to just sort of staying humble, not being a bit of a dickhead and just understanding that you don't know everything. Mm. Mm. No, that's very good. Despite, you know, appearances and, Etc. Etc. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I get that because I'm not the tallest bloke on running around. So, hey, that... what is it? What is it they call it on the internet now? The whole short king thing. <laughs> what, what <laughs> short kings, like I mean, I might be six foot two, but you know, we've got to appreciate them short kings. <laughs> I, like I say, it was small men are still men. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway. No, nice talking to you, man. So that was good. So how can um, how can anyone reach out to you? We chatted a fair um, bit through Instagram. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Um, that's pretty well my my main two. I've got my email address on there. I've got my phone number on there. I think I've got a phone number on there. But yeah, or even just you know, I'm I'm happy for a catch up for a chat, a phone call, just advice. Like I'm happy to sort of help some younger detailers with a little bit that I do know um talk about some cars you know just go back and forth with cars and things that we like and and whatnot and yeah yeah, yeah. always down no. for a chat no but yeah yeah i think yeah you do some pretty wicked work so you should be proud of that so uh, yeah yeah, I'm well. yeah thank you yeah yeah it's, it means yeah. a lot to sort of hear I, I sort of sometimes i have trouble gauging how far my name has actually gone or sort of the interpretation of of my work so mm. to hear things you know to get some feedback it's it's reassuring that i'm yeah. sort of doing something right yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah. you're doing well, man. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll wrap it up and thanks for taking the time and yeah. I've handed you long enough to get on here, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's good. Another South Aussie, which is good. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maddie, Maddie talked you up, so it was. Uh, look, oh, look, I have a beer now. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'll see you in, uh, in September, I think, uh, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, I think September. You were coming up to the the big town to have a gander. Yep. So that'd be catch up with all the South Aussie boys. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Be good. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Brad. Thank and um, time, mate. Until next time. Bloody oath. Thanks everyone for listening. So talk soon. Thank you. All right. Cheers. 
that was another episode of the Detailing Down Under podcast. Subscribe now for everything auto detailing in Australia.